0: When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi.
1: Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me uh, GR Klein our guest today, and the topic for discussion today is trends in decarbonization. Human effort for decarbonization is moving forward, but are the results forward-looking or are they in line with where we should have been today? Unfortunately not. Governments, organizations, corporations, regulatory bodies, people, everybody are connected to thrive and arrive at the goal of 1.5 degree Celsius by 2050. But in the last two years, instead of reduction in the carbon emission, unfortunately, it has gone up. We are going to discuss today, what are the major trends which are being pursued globally to reduce the carbon emission. I have with me our guest, Mr. J.R. Klein today. J.R. Klein is the principal of JR Global, a consulting firm dedicated to facilitating global transformation. And he does it through local initiatives which strengthen markets by emphasizing leadership and systematic change. He has been active in social impact finance for more than 40 years. Mr. Klein is an Oxford published author. He has published three books. He's a thinker, he's an artist, and also is an expert in organizational structure. And his expertise also includes cul- driving cultural sensitivity, pragmatic leadership, planning, and social impact. His expertise on these fields is recognized globally. Hi, JR.
2: Good day, I'm Ash. I hope you're doing well.
1: I'm doing well, and we have a very interesting topic again today, uh, the trends in decarbonization, what's happening around the world in decarbonization. Just want to share with you a few things as preamble before we uh, get into our discussions on what are the current trends and and we take your advice on that. I had an opportunity to do a bit of reading, and uh, I found something very interesting. You know, there's a small country called Bhutan, uh, very small population, and it is a natural carbon sink. How did they do it? And I was just trying to see that what is so unique about this country? Now, it may not be only related to what I'm gonna share with you, but in 1972, Bhutan has based all their political decisions <clears throat> on a different term, not GDP for what, how the economy is doing. For the nation, they went into gross national happiness. Now, what did it do? It created four pillars which they're using. One is good governance. And second is sustainable promotion of socioeconomic development preservation of culture and environmental conservations. I'm going after this environmental conservation. Is that what has maintained the carbon equilibrium in their country or rather has created a carbon sink? At this point of time, when we are talking, Bhutan produces close to or maybe slightly over 1.5 million tons of carbon every year. But Absorb carbon equal to 6 million tons, which is four times what they produce. How they have done it? Now, one of the strict and and very smart measures they did, they had decided uh, in 2009, they had a lot of um, series of policy measures, which they wanted actually to stay carbon neutral. And which they are surpassed by four times, they are carbon sink. They had constitutional amendment to guarantee that the forested, forested area will or should not fall below 60%. Imagine today they are more than 72% of their area, which is covered by forest. Now, this is called the will, where the government kind of proves by action and not just by saying it and they've been able to do it. And and beyond just the forestation, they provide free hydroelectric power. Imagine hydroelectric power, which is kind of Bhutan, has many rivers, that is uh, used for uh, their use instead of using fossil fuels. And another step which they took was they banned the logging. I would say export of uh, logging, they totally banned it. And the next steps which they're working on is they're partnering with Nissan, the Japanese company, to to have hundreds of electric cars in the country so that they can remove all all the cars, which has IC engines. But imagine a small country. Now, this is a pretty small country, less than a million people. Why I'm insisting on word small? Because there are 70 more countries in the world which are smaller than Bhutan. But we don't hear about that. We don't know that if any one of them have done it. Now, another fact which was astonishing in such a small country, which has less than a million people, that in last year, June, they had volunteers uh, who normally plant trees for them. They set a world record of 49,672 trees in just one hour. Now, this is called will of a nation translated into will of people to not only decarbonize the country, but create a carbon sink while sitting between two industrial giant nations, China and India, on both sides. You know what they're seeing is a humongous amount of carbon emission. I just wanted to start today's program by highlighting a fact that human being once decides to do something can do it and and, and bhutan such a small nation with their nation's will and and corrective actions that they took place many years ago has been in a position that they become a carbon sink so starting with that uh, Uh, detail about a small country in the world, I just want to share with you what top decarbonization trends are kind of coming uh, visible, and then uh, we'll share your research about that. Some of them are like renewable energy. We see low carbon energy, then we see carbon capture. We are seeing electric mobility. We are seeing that there is an emphasis on energy efficient technologies there are foods like climate positive foods are being developed, low carbon materials are being developed, and then emission intelligence is being done. Now, there are a lot of things happening. It seems like exciting times. Uh, Good things are happening. Governments, corporation, people are aligned. So our show today is based on with all the things around us happening what are the current trends in decarbonization,
3: JR?
2: Oh, Mahesh, that's a very good place to start. That's an excellent example that really stands, along with the very few other countries in the world, but stands as a good sort of model for what can be done if uh, if leadership uh, is able to. Um, give a clear message and uh, is able to uh, uh, influence uh, the way that people think about their environment and really move some momentum you know that that is a that that's really a good example for all of us really to look at and um And I, I'm going to start with just some uh, thoughts here that that, that um, we see happening uh, around the globe. You know, my my research is is really very interesting these days. I'm telling you, I get uh, I'm getting a lot of revelations uh, that that um, that were sort of hidden. Uh, uh, there's a There's been a significant shift toward decarbonization in various industries worldwide in recent years. Uh, The trend toward reducing carbon emissions has gained momentum due probably to the increased awareness about climate change and its environmental impact.
1: That is very true what you say, because if you see there are discussions all over the place, countries are building their budgets around it, and there is a huge awareness.
2: Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Many many countries are now uh, setting ambitious targets to achieve uh, that zero emissions like Bhutan has, and, and companies are also adopting decarbonization strategies uh, to reduce their, their carbon footprint. <clears throat> Uh, The use of uh, renewable energy energy sources that you sort of referred to at the beginning, such as wind and solar, are also gaining popularity. Uh, this, This trend toward sustainability is expected to gain even more momentum in the coming years as people become increasingly aware of the significance of preserving the planet for future generations while sometimes imperfect, uh, the expansion of avenues corporations pursue to integrate this carbon reduction measures and car- climate-first policies is encouraging. Um, a decade ago, uh, the available options for effective carbonization were were a lot more limited. In today's climate, uh, organizational leaders consider the carbon implications of nearly every strategy and every sort of executional decision that they make. But, But the reality here is that doing more is not necessarily doing what's right and so it will take a couple of minutes to just to to just um, uh, sort of report on give some observations on what the dialogue is like as we as we sort of see this 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 momentum of decarbonization uh, uh increasing and 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 being more prevalent i'll talk about a thing called greenwashing now greenwashing is a term that gets thrown around a lot. If you listen sort of to the to this climate uh, climate change narrative, right, uh, and 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 in reality, when <laughs> when you research through it, you'll see that it doesn't really have a very consensus of a, of a, a very good consensus of definition. And and so one of them, I think that that probably starts us in thinking about this a little bit, is that there is a certain um, that that it really the definition is around there's a certain amount of misinformation, uh, um, disregard uh, or inefficiencies around how alleged decarbonization efforts are less effective than are that are publicly stated. Now everyone from Encyclopedia Britannica to Scientific America have competing definitions. Uh, but all have a common uh, concept kernel. And that that, that sort of common kernel is the the nature of deceptive, false impression, damaging, and and misinformation. As such, uh, the term is continuously used in business regulators, Advocates and in the public that and and in that the lack of definition is confusing and makes most applications of that greenwash title nearly as sloppy as the the, the issues that they criticize. Yeah, you're right. And this greenwashing.
1: It's it's a pretty important subject and it's worth discussing that we need like Bhutan to do the real things to create uh, real carbon sinks. Uh, JR, we'll take a short break now and we will continue our discussion uh, uh, in segment two. We'll start with greenwashing.
3: For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you.
0: This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me our uh, guest, J.R., and we are talking about uh, the current trends in decarbonization. Uh are in segment one. When we ended, you were talking about greenwashing. Now that term is very important to understand. Uh, can you please share more with our listeners?
2: Yeah, and again, let's um, let's just a, a sort of refresh from the last uh, from the last uh, segment, uh, the, the first part of the the, the episode. Um, uh, this uh, this uh, greenwashing is really around how uh, the misinformation and sort of misdirection of of um, of climate uh, crisis change is, is uh, um, really not defined very well. And really, simply put, the lack of a definition is problematic for 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 most companies. Companies have little guidance about what what's allowed and, and what's what's not allowed. And there are sort of non-defined and or definable guardrails that, that become very problematic. The result is is that those seeking to understand which companies to work for or to buy from or invest to invest in um, are really left scratching their heads. Now, now, I'll tell you that that there's some movement on this and, and there's a, some, some regulation, I think, is, is useful inside of this being able to get a better idea of, of uh, what, uh, what's going on. In, in Europe, as an example, uh, the French um, have uh, put a, a climate law in place, uh, a, a statute in place called the Climate and resilience uh, law, which uh, went into effect uh, not that long ago, the uh, European Union uh, proposed the unfair commercial practices um, directive, which is actually slated to be implemented uh, implemented uh, next year, uh, two thousand uh, uh, twenty-four and twenty-five. In the United States, there really is no such law in there. We have we have the Security and Exchange Commission that has proposed climate risk disclosure rules, uh, but they're prim- primarily aimed at investors. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission uh, recently requested public comment for potential uh, this I put this in quotes now potential updates. For its long-standing green guidelines, uh, including terms they didn't exist when the guide, guidelines were last revised in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. However, the, the the green guidelines apply primarily to to consumer customers, and the FTC has been how do I say this, probably notably lackluster in its efforts to take on uh, purported greenwashers, uh, except in the most uh, really uh, egregious cases. uh, And this is
1: happening, this has been happening all all across from products being labeled as environmentally friendly, you know, just, uh, and and including, you know, in the hotels where they would say that we don't wash the laundry, so we use the towels and all that. But if it was somewhere else,
2: but... You're right. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the things you could do, go out to go out to eat someplace. Uh, right. You, you know, um uh, we went out to eat just the other day and uh there are no menus. Uh and and uh there, the straws uh were not plastic. Mm-hmm. They were they were another another type of material. Uh, we see uh, countries and companies uh, globally uh, are taking the, the action to pursue this, uh, net, car, this net zero uh, emission. But, you know, there are a myriad of factors that could easily derail any of these plans. I call them, they're kind of surface plans that we have. We don't always get down real deep. Here, here's some of those considerations that could help maybe keep keep these plans more on track and sort of deal with with this fragility of our current sort of net zero pathway. Uh with the with a reminder that our carbon goal uh, to limit global warming to below one point five degrees Celsius uh, is uh, is rapidly running out. You know the 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 Paris Conference gave us a date, and and we're getting pretty close to that. We're not, we're not doing real well on our goal. The, the consequences. Of- no, you're,
1: you're absolutely right. Sorry to interrupt you, JR. That 1.5 degree goal was at around 30 gigaton of carbon emission in 2020 or something. In the last two years, instead of going down, the carbon emission has gone up. So it has become more challenging now.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 what it, what happens is that the, the consequence of significant delays or or, or detours on this road to net zero could could be really dramatic or drastic. Uh, and the and the consensus pathway, while technically feasible and largely cost optimal, uh, may be more brittle. Than, than we realize yeah, you know uh, the, the 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 planners the implementers of this could, uh, could uh, be more uh, cognizant on the on the, um, the the critical nature and the success of timely achievement of, of many ambitious system level changes some some plans may be uh, so cost optimized that they leave little room for any deviation from the plan um some assumptions and preconditions uh, may not be achievable such as the assumption that uh, that uh, that uh, the new kinds of uh, hydrogen technologies uh, mm-hmm. And, and and readiness. How 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 soon that's going to really involve, uh, or or the 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 re- something more simple. The renovation rate for homes uh, that are that will have to have their heating systems replaced. And, and so, uh, the other one that I noticed in 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 my community, which is Columbus, Ohio, USA substantial changes in land use and permits and and vehicle owners is going to have to is going to take on a a really different complexion. When uh, again, I'm talking about Columbus, Ohio here, who has gotten a new Intel plant. uh, And the first phase of that which is an eight-building uh, project, the first two buildings will bring in something like 300,000 employees and 300,000, 300, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting overly optimistic, are going to bring about 30,000 employees in. But, you, but I'm getting the the, the the 300 for every employee that Intel brings in, it probably means about 13 other jobs. And so those plans that we have made, even in a, in a city like Columbus, Ohio, it could fall apart very, very easily. When you look at the influx of, of technology and changes that are going, going to happen, this could mean failing to achieve these critical emotions uh, um, uh, and, and these ideas of reduction. And, and that's just not, uh, we're, we're not the only city in the US or the only the government or corporation in the world that are really facing these own, these same uh, challenges.
1: Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Because the biggest challenge the whole world is facing is is if you had to go to net zero, uh, and, and let's say we had to stabilize the climate and, and limit the physical climate risk, it is it is absolutely necessary to reduce additional greenhouse gases, yeah? And, and once you stop it, then you start cutting it down to reduce it, to take it to the level where we want to do, take it to call it net zero, right? But, yes. but the issue which you're facing today uh, uh, is that it's not happening. The emission is going up I'm like in the in the example of Bhutan, we used uh, we talked about forestry, which is a sink, so they're consuming it. But let's look at some of the, the situation in United States. If you looked at few major ones, you know e- the power, which is the main main utility which you use in U.S. Let's say that includes uh, generating electricity and heating also, because we need a lot of heating. You know some part of U.S. are cold the 30% of total emission in US of CO2 is given to power, is because of the power. And, and yeah, and a smaller amount to you know, nitrous oxides and all this kind of stuff. Now, if you look at industry, because we are an industrialized nation and it consists of various processes. You know, if you see the major ones, steel, it includes steel, cement, chemical, oil and gas, and coal, another 30% of CO2 emission comes right, right from there. But beyond that, there's another 33% of methane emissions comes in. That also is detrimental to be controlled to get to the net zero. And then another additional single digit in uh, uh, nitrous oxide, I'm saying so there are also thing. Now, look on the other side, mobility. You know, where we have, uh, we have a lot of cars in US. So let's say traffic and road, aviation, rail, ships, all of them, all the transportation. That contributes almost 19% in US. That's another big, big number. And then we have large industrial buildings like universities and all that. Just the heating and cooking itself is 6% which, which contributes there. Now, Bhutan is having a sink you know, with, uh, with their forestry, but the agriculture in US, the way it is structured and what form of energy we use and what emission we get out of them, they also contribute almost a big amount of CO2, but, sorry, a big amount of uh, methane emission. Their CO2 emission is very low, but the methane emission is very, very high there. And since we use a lot of fertilizer, almost 79% of nitrous oxide emissions are coming from there. They're all detrimental. They're all detrimental to the net zero. Now let's look at the, the next one, which is, Forest and you know various other land uses and, and you know that gives another 14% of CO2. So there these are just some big numbers. and beyond that, the waste we create in US and, and solid waste disposal treatment, incineration, wastewater treatment, all of this you put together, almost 23 percent of methane emission comes from there. may not be CO2 there. But if you look at all of them, put together with nitrous oxide, methane, and CO2, some of these which you talked about, which we see day in and day out in our in our country, in the United States, these are very big numbers. Yeah? So what we're gonna do is dear, um, we'll take a small break and we will continue our discussions after the break.
3: America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi, Order today at mkjgb.com. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio.
0: This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Uh, We have our guest, uh, JR, discussing with us the top trends uh, in decarbonization and what is the current situation, how it is impacting the society. Jer, we are in third segment of our show today. In the last segment, we ended with, where is this uh, CO2, methane and nitrous oxide uh, emissions coming, uh, t- we took a, c- a case of United States. Um, i would let you elaborate on what what you see from your research and then follow it up with what are the top trends for 2023
2: and, and thank you was a, 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 i really want to talk about that uh, you know we see the emissions uh, rising and we don't see we don't see the um, strategies to manage that uh, being quite as proactive and a recent McKinsey report really outlined some of these sort of adaptive risk management steps that we that we sometimes miss inside of that. And this this whole idea, um, the, the the design, you know, of that central pathway uh, that uh, 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 ha- that we have to to get to this uh, uh, emissions reduction has some really interesting key sort of um, risk factors, you know, and it really starts around the thinking we have, we have a tendency to think primarily almost symmetrically uh, about this problem. You know, these, these are things that we can do and there's things that we can't do and not asymmetrically, you know, we can, we can choose a path, but in reality, what we need to do are things like, um, uh, uh, put a fallback options in place, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 uh, you know, once the 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 risk, uh, once a, a risk optimized base pathways is, is laid out, planners may want to to identify uh, what the remaining risk factors uh, could derail the 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 whole transition. You know, they we might want to think about other ways, other uh, plan B. You know, you know plan, plan even. I plan agree B.
1: with you on this comment because if plan A is not working, uh, there 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 needs to be a course correction.
2: Absolutely, and, and we're not seeing a lot of plan Bs. Uh, although uh, I'm I'm hoping that my conversation after after I get this off my head. Uh, uh, there are some very interesting things happen. Uh, the the other the other thing in order to help mitigate risk that we also don't have, and it goes back a little bit to the the greenwash discussion. And that is, we need to have some kind of continual monitoring of progress, uh, and and being able to do that, a, a sort of a common standard, and then be able to to uh, do what uh, good leaders do, and that is be flexible. And we may we we need to be able to uh, 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 change plans in midstream. We just have to. Um, it it could also demand uh, a a regular review of the validity of of our critical assumptions. <laughs> you know those assumptions that we already made. It, 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 instead of just doing what my father would do, which don't. Don't confuse me with the facts I have already made up my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should be able to um uh, what should I call it? um we should be able to fail enough until we succeed <laughs> you know on, so, right. it's important to keep trying new things and and so in that as we see with those that kind of trending. I want to really look at some of the my, what my research has told me around some of the top trends in this area of decarbonization. And I'm looking specifically at at, at this date, at, at a 2023 date. You know, there are many trends in climate change concepts, experts and scientists uh, around the world um, are concerned with. One of the one of the Biggest or concerned with, or I would say, better probably focusing on uh, one of the biggest trends is the overall increase in global temperatures, which uh, which was led has led to rising uh, sea levels, uh, more frequent and severe weather events, and changes in ecosystems and habitats. Uh, these trends. There there are other trends, uh, such as the melting of uh, glaciers and the polar cap, and Mm -hmm. changes in participation, uh, participation, participation, precipitation patterns, and and shifts in 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 ocean currents and temperatures. All all these trends have have a significant impact on our planet and its inhabitants. And it is important that we take action to sort to mitigate the the effects and and work toward a more sustainable um, future. And so that's sort of my manifesto. Mm -hmm. It's important to focus on some positive trends in climate change. As as well as these sort of negative ones that we, we we're just kind of looking at, uh, one of the most promising uh, uh, is the increase. Uh, the The my research tells me tells me that, that there's a, a a defined increase in renewable renewable energy sources. Um, for energy sourcing, uh, most human caused CO two emissions arise from burning uh, fossil fuels such as coal, natural natural gas, and petroleum. As a result, utilities and energy providers are, uh, are shifting to renewables to improve sustainability. Now we can note that startups are working on emerging technologies to accelerate the global transition toward uh, renewable energy, uh, and these these include uh, advanced uh, photovoltaics uh, that capture solar energy more efficiently, uh, wind turbines that eliminate the need for sort of huge installations or low-high wind speeds. In addition, companies are making significant innovations in hydro. Electricity and and geothermal energy and biofuels, for example, uh, hydropower is the energy derived from moving water. Uh, un- unlike solar or wind, hydro energy is perceptible and hence more reliable. It's it's predictable. It's more predictable. Um, besides besides hydroelectric dams as as well as sort of ocean based energy harnessed from tides and currents and waves they offer high energy density while reducing dependency on other conventional sources so there's there's a lot more reliability there uh, the the innovations in these renewable sources focus on energy converters and component improvements for harvesting energy more efficiently. Um, The the big mover sort of inside of this renewable uh, area is uh, the the energy grid itself. It's, It's one of the most complex infrastructures uh, and requires quick decision making in real time, which is dramatically uh, enhanced. Uh, the, the dramatically enhanced, uh, I would say, strategy solution here is is the AI uh, algorithms that are that are being tested and tried and implemented inside of utilities. AI applications in in the renewable sector include our consumption forecasting and predictive maintenance of renewable energy sources. It it further enables internets, uh, the internet of energy applications that predict grid capacity levels and carry out time-based uh, autonomous uh, trading and pricing. And so there's a lot of very interesting going uh, things going on here in renewable energies.
1: Now you're you're absolutely right on that, JR, Because the three very distinct trends are, you know, renewable energy that, that that'll keep expanding def- definitely, and, and and the distributed energy networks are tending or they're pushing to replace the traditionally uh, established utility business model you know, the distributed energy networks now is getting distributed, not at one place, then getting distributed. Solar farms can be different places. Somebody is generating small amount of energy, somebody generating large amount of energy. And the most important, when you're talking about AI and all, absolutely, that digital transformation is critical to the success of this new model. I know you talked very, uh, talked about the various subjects, very important. the solar and uh, and and wind and also um, hydro power, all of it. But there is another trend which could come in in a big way and and being disruptive is is nuclear. When I say nuclear means it, I'm not talking about the large size nuclear plants.
2: But uh, exactly, the, exactly, and and the, I'm sorry. Reactors, the small exactly. reactors. Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, if I can, if we have time here in this section. I want to I want to go at that next that that this whole idea about uh, low carbon energy you know and 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 so that this sort of a, a emerging energy source like like hydrogen or nuclear power uh, are also uh, uh, really very um, encouraging uh, that can attack sort of the demand uh, in 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 climate change. Uh, uh, although uh, blue hydrogen is not uh, completely carbon neutral it is far better than fossil fuels as a co2 generator in the production and the storage capacity the primary focus uh, it seems to be is on green hydrogen generation which actually uses renewable energy to 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 be able to do this 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 uh green hydrogen, the low carbon uh, uh, um, uh, solution. I I have a couple of very interesting uh, uh, examples here. Um, uh, uh, Startups are developing advanced, uh, they call them electrolyzers. Now in chemistry and manufacturing, electrolyzing is, is a technique that uses direct electrical current to drive an otherwise non-spontaneous chemical reaction. Uh, these startups exchange elements basically in the, in the process to make hydrogen production affordable and sustainable. Now you mentioned just uh, in passing as this idea of, of nuclear power. Um, we're seeing, we're seeing the, the the production of small modular reactors. Uh, they're 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 easily uh, easily built, um, uh, much easier to build than traditional reactors, and the uh, uh, energy efficient nuclear fusion solution will also enable the large scale generation of affordable clean energy. Now I just have to be, be, before we we kind of close the section. I just have to give you one other one. There's a there's a U.S. Based or, or an expansion on the fusion, uh, one U.S. based startup has developed an advanced nuclear fission device, and it produces plasma uh, that that generates more energy than it consumes. Um, the The device generates carbon-free, safe, limitless fusion power, utilizing. A compact, no, I'm going to get technical, so we hang on to something. This high, mm-hmm. high impact uh, field. Uh, uh, it's called a tokamak, uh, and and mm-hmm. high temperature uh, um, subconductor uh, magnets or superconductor magnets. Uh, a a tokamak is basically a, a device that uses magnetic fields to confine plasma. Into a it's called a tor shape. It's like a circular shape, like a, like a like a car tire. But if you can imagine getting this sort of fusion reaction to a place where it's marketable, it could have a dramatic effect on what utilities uh, could do inside of a, a zero carbon um, a, a plant perfect. I, I think
1: this is uh, very good news and this is a disruptive technology and uh, Ger, we need to take a short break and we'll continue our discussions after the
0: break.
3: A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter.
0: Really, really,
3: really. Follow at Voice America TRN. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We have with us our guest, GR today in discussion On uh, trends in decarbonization, we are in segment three, we ended while we're having discussion about disruptive technologies in uh, energy generation, and you talked about the nuclear fusion. Now, that is a huge breakthrough. You're so right because that can change the game altogether. And if you remember in the December of 2022, Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm uh, made a statement that this is a history-making accomplishment in nuclear fusion. And uh, and, uh, that definitely is unlocking a whole new source of clean energy. And this probably is the first time U.S. scientists have produced more energy uh, from fusion than the laser energy they used to power the experiment. So basically, it was a net net energy gain. That's you put X amount of energy, you get Y, which is more than X. That's unbelievable, which prove uh, the fusion technology which they wanted to do, and uh, definitely we all saw in the news channels also that if you could get get this to scale up. This will be amazing endeavor, and this will definitely achieve the goal of zero carbon emission power uh, for country, as well as for rest of the world. Now this, if works out, will jump in very clearly with the existing networks and the grids and all that, so that you can even leverage uh, the distributed, uh, uh, in, uh, sorry, the distributed power network as well as, uh, the old established ut- utility model. But the size of these reactors could be smaller, but there is an advantage there. If it is smaller size, the time to development develop them and the time to implement them and put into action would be much lesser. Now, this is a game changer. Once it comes into, uh, you know, in next few decades, into the practical use, and starts multiplying.
2: Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. And and uh, um, I want to. Uh, they these are really very uh, okay, for me exciting ideas, but they're ideas that 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 are good indicators of what can happen. You know, the, we have a tendency to here to, to look at low-carbon energy sources and, and renewables, but there's a lot of other things that I would just want to touch on uh, before before we lose our time. And that is uh, the first one is carbon uh, capture. There's a lot of interesting things, and in in my research, a lot of startups are around carbon capture uh, uh, utilization. You are absolutely
1: right. That is one of the most Uh, prominent trend. And that is needed. That is definitely needed to at least nullify uh, or rather reduce the emission or counter emission from existing assets which cannot be taken away overnight
2: oh yeah exactly and the, and the, and the things like a direct air capture and the being able to to tailor vehicles to be able to capture carbon before it gets out then the next one is this is transportation as long as we're on vehicles you know it's one of the one of the biggest emission sources and we' and as you know we' we're, we're headed kind of towards a battery electric vehicles or or, or or basically um, uh, uh, fuel cell vehicles uh, uh, one of the big problems there is to uh, uh, put together um, uh, uh, charging stations and that's that'll be the big the big challenge there the, the other thing is sort of energy efficient technologies and this this is all about this is about energy storage and and being able to, uh, manage the way energy is consumed, and I'll tell you, I, I, I we've we've got a we've got a book uh, that we hope is coming out uh, soon, Mahesh, called uh, "You and I" about global business forced into the future. And one of the things we talk about there is is digital twinning, and we 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 want to talk about efficiencies. You know, digital d- digital twinning is basically. A, a concept that allows you to create uh, data and gathered from sensors and sources uh, to basically create a a, a a digital twin of of a of a physical system, a machine or uh, a, an electric grid or, or or whatever, and it's done for uh, for uh, for testing and development. That, that can that'll make big differences. The other obvious one that I want to touch on is is the idea of positive foods. Uh, you're seeing a lot of, of startups around uh, being able to use plant-based uh, uh, technologies uh, to be able to uh, build protein sources around soybeans and chickpeas and nuts and fungi and insects uh, and 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 this uh, the whole idea of of uh, even using DNA to change the the, the genome of plants, they can p- produce protein that basically mimic uh, mimic animal protein. Um, that that sort of leads into this idea, which is another one that I see as a as a coming uh, a common, uh, an, an emerging trend. How's that? Um, yeah. It's to be able to be uh, to use alternative low carbon materials uh when we talk about building materials just some ideas are self healing concrete uh, there's uh, there's a there's a firm in Finland that is using something called geopolymer low yeah, right. base carbon material for for building materials like bricks, even wood bricks for goodness sakes. And the other one I want to touch on just real quickly. There's an Indian startup that basically uh, uh, uses a Himalayan. There's a there's a bark from a tree, a Himalayan uh, hemp. It's called that. They use it to becomes uh, process. It becomes like cotton, and they use it for making clothes. And the, and the last one, just very quickly, is is probably the biggest one, and we've touched on it. It won't take a lot of time to. To expand on it, but the idea of uh, of emissions intelligence, and and we see that a lot in this idea of uh, digital learning, of, of IA building carbon emission, uh, you know, uh, tracking software and so forth. Um, there's there's so many examples of the way we're seeing this happen, and and. And and really, it's almost beyond our imagination. I will give one real quick example, and that is, um, I am uh, I am I'm, I do some video blogging, and I'm playing with the idea of being able to do a ble- bit a video blog series based upon. Uh, chat uh, uh c cpt uh you know uh, uh that sort of artificial uh, uh writing uh, artificial intelligence writing um uh, cloning my voice and and uh, uh, getting an avatar uh that uh, that um, that two years ago not ten years ago two years ago I wouldn't even thought of doing uh, and so, so, beyond that, we have other things like waste management we touched on, and the the increase in five g and uh, sort of this uh, idea of carbon intense industries uh, using different kinds of materials and 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 going, and the impact that five g will actually have on that. And so there, i I, I race through that really quickly.
1: No, that's 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 very important what you said, and definitely uh, to end our program today, thank you, Jr. Uh, the trends are pretty evident and uh, there's disruptive technology as you talked about the fusion reactors. That's the one which could be critical, which can give a lot of scale and ease of production. But uh, that is, as for Joe Biden, plan for U.S. is to have those fusion reactors ready by next 10 years. And the good news is the private money from private sector, private equity, everything is coming and they can be installed anywhere in the world.
2: Well, beyond
1: that sorry you
2: you can really imagine what that to do and I've got one final thing and then I'll let uh, then i'm I'm done here you know it's a complex issue with no easy answers but there's one thing that's really clear and that is slow and steady wins the race you know and we, we must keeping and we must keep working at this together to find solutions that work for everybody
1: you are so right, because this is a journey, and there will be a lot of innovations which will come on the way. This is exactly the bridge we are building, and the society is building while walking on it. So, so the fusion is also, it will become part of uh, close to renewable, it's the, not from that, but actually it is much more better, no carbon emission, and, and uh, you don't have to take care of fuel rods and all this. Yeah. The, the deuterium and tritium, the material you use you use or hydrogen for cooling, they're all easily available. So, major trends, as you rightly mentioned, that how do you do carbon capture? That is to reduce the carbon emission, which is coming from existing assets. Right, you can take out some of them, replace with the new one, but it'll take some time. But in the meanwhile, how do you reduce it? So, carbon capture, very important. And then, how do you go for energy sources which has low carbon footprint? That's another trend. And uh, the major trend you already touched on uh, in the last sentence was renewable energy. Now, mobility, which has gone electric, uh, yes, it will evolve. We never know. It will, will it remain only electric mobility or will it become hydrogen or maybe something else? So uh, time will tell where the mobility goes. Yes, uh, they, they definitely contribute quite a bit. And then what are the new technologies? A lot of new technologies, as you use the word few times startup, a lot of new startups are coming with new ideas, including the ones you talked about, how to make clothes, how to make cloth, how to do bricks using uh, recycled material and save on carbon footprint. And also what food to be eaten, which allows uh, us to remain climate positive and we don't create carbon footprints. Definitely, exactly as you talked about, what materials, as you said about bricks and others, which are low carbon or probably no carbon, that'll be there. But the intelligence on top of all of it, it could be the digital transformation will play a major role here. The intelligence, what to do, where to do, how to do (coughs) that, (coughs) sorry, emission intelligence connected through digital media and using even artificial intelligence would be very critical for decarbonization of our universe or our planet for that matter so thank you jr very interesting discussions really appreciate your time today
2: thank you mahesh it was uh, it was uh, enlightening
0: listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.